brought them here or they're here just for a league of our own. But in reality, you, God the Father, has brought them here for a specific purpose. And Lord, I don't know what that purpose is, but I know this. I know that your word has the power to change lives. And God, if we'll tune into that and we'll listen to you intently and closely and we'll listen not only with our ears but with our heart, that God, you can change our lives too. So Lord, I pray right now for the, for the hearts that are in this building. Lord, I pray for them and I ask you, God, to speak directly to hearts, God, and to change lives through, forever through the power of your word. God, thank you so much, Lord, for this precious word that we have and the power that it has through the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you move now in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. So we've been in a series here the last couple of weeks called Yours Truly. And uh, it's really about what it means to be a real follower of Jesus, uh, to really be in his kingdom, to really be uh, one of his. And, and we've talked about before how, how, you know, like relationships. I mean, you can, you can be in a relationship and not really be, be, be truly somebody's, right? Like, like you can be zoned out, not connected disconnected, zoned out in the relationship and not be really truly in that relationship, right? This happens all the time. We see it all the time. And we talked about last week, we talked about how our relationship with Jesus, is it supposed to be like a brother-sister relationship? Is it supposed to be like a, a son and father relationship? Uh, is it supposed to be like a friend relationship? What's it supposed to be like, right? We've, we asked that question, what is it supposed to be like? Well, I want to challenge you today with just a quick thought, all right? You know that there were people that had problems like accepting what Jesus had to say. They, they liked the miracles that he performed. They liked the stuff that he did. They didn't really like the stuff that he had to say. Well, that's kind of the way it is now, right? You know that, right? Like a lot of people, they, they like the worship and they like coming on Sunday and they like getting goosebumps and they like feeling a certain way. And they like seeing God do stuff in people's lives, and they, they like the miraculous, but when it comes time to dig into his word, they don't like that so much. I'm not really into that. You know, I, I hear it, you know, it's, it's in the Bible, and I'm sure that's great, and that's wonderful and everything, but I like the goosebumps, you know what I mean? Well, that's the way people treat relationships a lot of times, don't they? Like, they treat relationships like that. Like, I want the goosebumps. Uh, you know what I'm talking, where are my teenagers at? They got to be around here. Yeah, I know a few of you up there. The goosebumps, right? That's what we're after. Where's the guy, teenagers at? Anyway, well, yeah, yeah. The goosebumps, right? That's, that's what we like about a relationship. Um, and and that's, that's reality. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and when it comes down to it, you get past the goosebumps, and, and then you got a real relationship you got to deal with, right? Like you get married one day, and you go, oh, oh, it's about a relationship. I'm supposed to actually... To, to, to like interact, we got to share stuff, we got to talk, right? Not just text message, we got to talk. Uh, and and, and I, I'm afraid that we got, we got young people now that, that are not really used to talking, right? It's, it's not, I mean, they talk, they said they're talking, but they're talking about their relationship, but they're not really talking, right? Uh, they're, 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 they're talking, uh, and that just means that they're just jibber-jabbering about nothing on Instagram or, or Snapchat or, 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 or texting each other, and it's really not talking. They're not finding out e about who each other really are. They're, they're just trying to kill some time, and they're trying to, 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 to quote-unquote, develop the relationship, but in, really in reality, it's just kind of a super, superficial kind of interaction. It's not really any depth to it. They're not really figuring out who each other really are. And Unfortunately, I think this is carrying over into adult relationships a lot. 
I think you're starting to see that more and more in adult relationships, uh, that, that, that people aren't really connected on a deeper level. They don't really know who each other really are on a lot, on a lot of levels. It's unfortunate, but that, that's true. And you know what the problem is? Is people aren't talking. People just don't spend enough talk, time talking to one another. That, that's, the, that's the breakdown. It's the words. It's the, the words is what means something, right? It, it's actually, I'm not talking about superficial, just talking about the weather and all that kind of garbage. Who cares about that? I'm talking about what's really going on in your life. What, what's really happening in your heart? How do you feel about, about what, whatever has transpired? How does that really affect you? I'm talking about really talking. Now, now some guys are like, yeah. Talking with my wife is hard, right? Yeah, I feel you. It can be. It's tough, right? Talking's hard for guys in general. It really is. It, it's a difficult thing. We, we, we struggle with, with getting in touch with our emotions. We struggle with being able to verbalize stuff. We struggle with just getting it out sometimes, right? It's difficult for us. And some guys are like, I have that same struggle with Jesus, I have that same struggle with, with verbalizing stuff to Jesus, you know, truly committing myself to this person that I can't see. Because guys are very visual, for one thing. We, we want to be able to see stuff in order to be able to connect with it. So it's hard for us to connect sometimes with Jesus because we can't necessarily see him with our eyes. So it's a struggle for us sometimes. I, I, I can really see this from a guy's perspective because I am one. It's a little bit more difficult for me to see it from a woman's perspective because... I, I struggle with understanding anything you guys do. But anyway, um, uh, so, uh, but some people, this is the relationship they have with Jesus. They, they love Jesus, the picture of Jesus. Like, I thought about just dressing up a mannequin over, over here, like, putting a toga on him and, like, putting long hair and, and like, you know, maybe putting a beard on him or something and be like, well, this is the Jesus that most people want a relationship with. This is the, the relationship that most people want. They want a Jesus that doesn't talk. A one that's just a picture. A one that's just an image. A one that they can make him say what they want him to say, but he doesn't really talk. And, and, and some guys are like, man, I wish I you know, had that relationship with my wife. You know, but that, that, that's not realistic, man. You've got to be connected deeply with the words, right? You've got to be connected deeply and, and, and you say well what, what about if can't talk can't hear has some sort of disability that ma makes them unable to talk don't tell me you can't talk just because words don't come out right every guy knows what I'm talking about right like like with your wife you know what she is saying when she does this she's talking ain't she usually she's saying a whole lot <laughs> Mark just gave me one of these yeah, that's right. Yeah, the old shaking the finger, that's, that's, that's really verbal, isn't it? And, and, and you know how you deal with your kids, too, same way. Same way, you just give them the old stink eye, like, yeah, you finna get it. You know what I mean? That's southern vernacular, you finna get it. You know what I mean? Like, some, some of you kids, y'all get that in church, don't you? Yeah, like, yeah, they ain't even got to thump your ear. You just know, you finna get it. And just by that look, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. People feel that way about Jesus a lot of times. They like the image of Jesus. They like the thought of Jesus. They like the, the feeling of Jesus. They like the tingly sensation. But the words they have a struggle connecting with. When Jesus starts speaking truth into their life, they're like, 
Yeah, that's not really for me. i got to go away. I'll come back maybe when you do another miracle. And that's exactly where we find ourselves in John chapter 6. Jesus has just fed 5,000, okay? It says 5,000, but in reality, it's probably like 25,000. It's like 5,000 men. It's probably like, uh, and I've told you this before, it's, it's the JSU Stadium. It's Paul Snow Stadium, whatever it's called now. I don't know what it's called now, but uh, it, it's the JSU Stadium, packed full of people, slammed to the, to the gills with people, and, and Jesus feeds all of them with five loaves and two fishes. And people are like, yes, that is cool stuff. I'm in. Let's stick with Jesus. Let's be wherever Jesus is. Let's do that, man. I, I like Jesus because he really did some cool stuff. And then the next day, Jesus goes away. So Jesus had to slip away sometimes after he did these miraculous things because there would be more people would come. I want to see more tricks. Jesus, come show me some more tricks. Isn't that the way people interact with Jesus a lot of times now? Like, Jesus, I, I want you to give me something. Jesus, if you can give me something, then, then, man, I, then I'm with you. But if you can't give me anything, if there's nothing tangible that I can put my hands on, then I don't know that I'm in if you, all you're giving me is truth, right? And, and you see a lot of people, they're, they're there with Jesus for a little while, and then they walk away, right? It happens. I mean, it's, 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 it's a tragedy. It bothered Jesus, by the way. It wasn't like Jesus was just like, well, it's okay, they went away. It actually bothered him. So much so that it said that, that when he looked at them, he saw that they were like a sheep without a shepherd. They actually had to make up a word for the kind of sensation he had in his stomach, the kind of churning in his stomach for the kind of, kind of pain that he experienced for seeing them in this condition. Well, these people, they, they had just seen him feed all of these people. He's gone away. They start searching for him. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And Jesus has a little interaction with them. I'm going to kind of read this to you. It's not going to be up on the screen yet. We're going to read another part in just a second. He says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You don't want uh, to be with me because I fed you. Uh, he says, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about the perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. Here's what Jesus says. He says, you're just looking to get your bellies fed again. He says, you didn't understand the miracle. You didn't understand the purpose of the miracle. The purpose of the miracle was to show you who I was. The purpose of the miracle was to show you that I was the son of God, not so that you can get your belly full, not so that you can get the goosebumps from experiencing the miracle. It was so that you could see who the miracle came from. You missed the boat. You missed it. And that's what a lot of people do in their relationship with Jesus. They're missing the boat. They're missing the boat. They're not truly his because they, don't, they aren't connected with what he says and all that he teaches and all that he's revealed himself as he has revealed himself in Scripture. They just want the miraculous. They just want the spectacular. They just want a, a stadium full of people and everybody crying and all that kind of stuff. But they, when it comes to the truth, they don't really want that so much. I, I'm not sure that I want that so much. Listen to what it says. Jesus went on to, to tell them in, in verse 43. It says, Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I've said. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him to me. And the last day I'll raise him up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father. Only I who was sent from God have seen him. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. 
I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And, and this bread, which I will offer as soon the world may live, is my flesh. And what Jesus begins to say here, he says, you know what you got to do in order to have eternal life? You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. This is after they just gotten full from five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus says, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And begin, people began arguing. And Jesus told him, again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. What is Jesus saying about eating his flesh and, and drinking his blood? He says, you have to receive me as the Son of God. You have to digest the, the person that I am. It has to be, be inside of you. You have to embrace all that I am, and it has to be a part of who you are. You can't just have a superficial connection. It has to be inside of you. And, and the, these people, they, they, they wanted manna from heaven. They wanted what their ancestors had. They wanted God to just bring down food from heaven so that their bellies could be full. And Jesus said, don't spend your energy looking at, for that kind of stuff. That's not real food. That's not the food that will give you eternal life. He says, I am the bread of life. I'm the one that gives that kind of sustenance. I'm the one that can sustain you, can sustain you forever, not just for a little while, forever. He says, you're missing the purpose of the sign. You're missing the purpose of the sign. So now we're going to go into what's going to be up on the screen. I just want to, I want to just read to you what happened when Jesus starts talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I want you to just imagine yourself there. And, and listening to what Jesus had said, he says, many of his disciples says, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words, words I have spoken... To you are spirit and life, and some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew in the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew they would betray him. He said, that is why I say that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of the disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, a son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. I want you to listen to me very carefully here. There's some stuff in here that's a little bit confusing because you see, nobody can come to the Father lest he who sent me draws him. And, and, and some people get wrapped up in that. And they think, well, God's just going to choose who he's going to choose, and he's just going to call who he's going to call. Let me tell you something. If you're within the sound of my voice, then God has called you. If you are here and you're able to hear the gospel, or you're at school and you're able to see somebody who's a Christ follower, and you see their life, then you have been called by God. God has given you an invitation to come to him because the gospel has been presented to you. You have seen the truth of God's word, and you have an opportunity to either respond to the truth, respond to the words, or to reject it. 
If you do not respond to those words, if you do not respond to what Jesus says, not just the picture of Jesus, to the things that he says, then you will not have eternal life with Jesus. And that's what Jesus says. He says, you're coming to me just because you want your bellies full, you want to see what I can do for you. He says, I'm telling you what I can do for you requires that you have me totally inside of you. You are totally consumed by the truth of who I am. And that way you can have eternal life. But some of you don't want that. Some of you just want what I can do for you. And he says this. He says, the Bible reads and says that many of the disciples went away that day. Many of the people that used to follow Jesus around and listen to the things that he taught, they went away that day. Because they simply couldn't take what he was saying. They didn't want to listen to his words anymore. And Jesus looks at his 12 guys And he says, are you going to leave me too? Are you going away? Can you accept the words that I'm speaking? Can you accept the teaching that that I brought to you? Can you accept it? And Simon Peter goes, where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. The words, the words, the words, the words. How much time do we spend focused on the words? How much time are we truly devoted, truly Yours truly connected to Jesus' words. And he says, you have the words of eternal life. And Jesus says, I chose the 12 of you. He said, but even one of you is a devil. One of you, Judas Iscariot, is going to be one that will betray me. The one that is, it is taken. You know, you know what the problem with Judas Iscariot was? You know what the big problem with him was? He saw Jesus as a means to an end. He saw Jesus as a way to to gain more for himself. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh, right? That was the problem with Judas Iscariot. That's why he was a devil. It's because he was consumed with himself and not with Jesus. What what he was consumed with was, was all that he could get for himself, what he could stuff his belly full of, and not making sure that, that he was following Jesus and the words of Jesus. And that was the problem with Judas Iscariot. But look at the invitation Look at the invitation that he gives to his disciples. He says, are you going to leave me too? Are you, are you going to stay with me? Are you going to walk with me? Somebody that is yours truly, that belongs to God's kingdom, will walk with him, will be with him, and won't just be in love with the image of Jesus they've created in their own mind. They will embrace his words and the truth of God's word, and that's what they will be in love with. As we, as we look at God's word over and over again each Sunday, let me encourage you to, to look deeply, even beyond what we say in here, so that you become more and more and more in love with Jesus. And if you don't, if you don't fall more and more in love with him as a result of his word, then you've got to really examine that relationship and say, is it really there? Do I really have a relationship with him? That's the point of Jesus. He says, you know what? You know what you need more than you need manna from heaven? You need me. You need me. And Jesus Christ gave himself up for each and every one of us. He gave up that flesh and he gave up that blood so that we could have eternal life through him because that was the will of the Father that he make a way for each and every one of us. That's truth. That's the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. 
The Word was Jesus. Jesus was the Word. Jesus was the promise of God. Jesus literally, He was a Word Himself. So why are we so disconnected with the words? The people that that are, are connected with the words, they're the ones that stay. The ones that aren't connected with the words, they're the ones that leave. Think about that. The ones that aren't connected with the words are the ones that leave. Where is your relationship? Are you connected with his words or some image you made up in your mind of who Jesus is? Something you, you've heard about, an image that you, you pictured about who he is and what he wants to do for you. Or are you in love with him through his word and the truth of who he has revealed himself as in this word? Let me pray and we'll have a time of response. Father, thank you, God, for allowing us to see you, have you how you've really revealed yourself through the power of your word. Lord, I pray for the people in this room, God. I pray that it has not been confusing to hear this message. God, I pray that you have just revealed to them truth. God, that a real relationship, a right relationship, one that lasts, is one that is connected through the words, because the words are the overflow of the heart. God, and what what is coming out of our mouth is what is in our hearts. And God, I pray that, that people evaluate a relationship based on that. God, I'm talking about real words. God, some of us have have had this superficial relationship, and that won't last. God, I pray that we have real open communication with you through your word, Lord. And I pray that we just be open and honest with you. And, And maybe somebody just needs to come and fall down at this altar this morning and just be honest with you. That I have not been in love with the words. I have been in love with a picture of Jesus that is not true. God, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, they, haven't, they don't have a relationship with you, God, and you revealed that to them, I pray that they would come and just ask and say, God, I want to I receive your flesh and drink your blood. God, I want you to be everything that I'm about. I want you to change me forever from the inside out. Lord, I just pray, God, for hurting people that may be here. Lord, and they just needed to hear your truth so that they could connect with you on a deeper level and, and, and understand that you love them deeply. And your word has reminded them of that. And the fact that Jesus came to die from that, for that. God, the fact that he came to die for that relationship that we might have eternal life. That he came to die for that particular purpose. God, I pray that that is connected with somebody. And it is strengthened and encouraged their hearts. Whatever you need to do in this time of response, God, you just do it. You work in people's lives right now. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and King. Amen. Would everyone please stand?